Welcome back to Dango Diddy Vision with your boy Clayburn Jackson. And today I want to talk to you about this guy named 5K Clay, who is really just myself, but in third person. The date was Saturday, May 22nd of 2021. I'm laying in the hospital bed with oxygen tubes in my nose, fighting COVID pneumonia, not knowing if I'm going home in a, in a few days or if I'm being called home. Laying in that bed, I said, if I make it out of here, I'm going hard, all gas, no brakes, towards all goals written down before this happened. And I'm creating new goals to crush once I get out of here. 5K Clay. So just a little background on who 5K Clay is. Um, I started running in 2019, probably maybe February, March, April, somewhere around that time during the first year when COVID first hit. So I'd always been a certified gym rat, could never work out at home. Running was never my thing. But once the gyms closed down and the whole world basically closed down, I started putting on this weight. The amount of weight that I put on, I was probably up to probably about a 265 and I looked like an R&B singer with a velvet jacket you know kind of like that uh, Ruben Stutter look but the problem is your boy can't sing a lick so that was not going to work in my favor at all so in turn I find it funny already huh so in turn I had to start finding alternatives uh, on how to work out and try to get back into some kind of shape so I started working out with my man Funk Roberts on his program on YouTube became part of the brotherhood and uh once i started losing a little bit of weight my confidence level began to go up and i was like you know what i'm gonna try a new challenge something that i hate to do and we all know the thing that you hate to do the most is probably the thing that you most need so i decided to visit an old enemy of mine which was running me and running had never been friends when i was in high school i remember the track coach got me running down the hallway one day and uh, he asked me about joining the track team. And I laughed at him because for me, I didn't like to run for what I felt was no reason. Now, shout out to everybody that runs track. It's a beautiful thing and it's much needed. But for me at that time, it was either football or, or bust. Because at least with football, I felt like if I run, I'm running to score a touchdown. I'm running to crack somebody. I'm running for a reason with instant gratification. If I run track... Now I'm running every day, all day. Then I show up and there's this cat that's running every day, all day and at night and in between and in the middle who smokes me. So I never felt like running track was something I wanted anything to do with. I just didn't see the purpose. So now, fast forward many moons later, I'm trying to redevelop uh, or start a new relationship with track. Or not so much track, but just running in general and not just for survival. So my first time I go down to the park and I'm probably pushing still uh, in the 260, 250s. I get to the park and I wouldn't even say that it was a run. It was something like a run, walk, walk backwards. Like it was terrible, man. I went, it took me probably about a good 18 minutes to, uh, yeah, yeah, I know. It was about a good 18 minutes for me to complete this mile. Now, I know there's people that can walk faster, 
Heck, there's probably little babies that can uh, crawl faster than uh, that can crawl faster than uh, 18 minutes and get a mile. So in my scenario, it was one of those things to where I was like, good grief. Now, normally I would have quit. But I was like, the reason why I can't run a mile faster than 18 minutes and not even walk a mile faster than 18 minutes is because every time I was met that obstacle, I would stop. I'm like, you know what? I'm done. This running thing is not cool because it was about hitting the weights, sprint cardio, just quick cardio um, to train for like tie fights or boxing, things of that nature. But this time around, my mindset was different. And I was like, you know what? This is a new challenge. I'm going to keep pushing this challenge and pushing a hard line on that challenge. So I started talking to my sister more and my sister and her husband, they run. They really, really run. They do this. This is their activity. This is their hobby. This is what they do. Well, my sister decides to surprise me and she sends me a Garmin watch. Now, for her to send me a Garmin watch, that's huge, man. So she sends me the watch and I'm like, you know what? If my sister is trying to encourage me and give me that extra push to get out there and run. Let me continue this journey and keep at it. So as things go, things get better. And I start to kind of like, I start kind of digging around a little bit, but not something where I'm like, yes, this is still my best friend. No, I'm still getting into the swing of things. I'm trying to understand the shoes and so forth. But now my weight is dropping because of the program I'm doing with Funk, my diet, and now I'm including running. So I finally have that breakthrough when I'm probably down to maybe like 220 and I run my first mile in 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. Give it up for your boy. Man. Give it up for your boy. So I went from 18 minutes walk, run to a 10 minute mile, which was a huge, huge accomplishment for myself. So I was pretty excited at that point. So now people are asking me, you know, well, how far are you going to run? Are you going to really start getting into running? I had a friend of mine, PL, who was like, hey, have you ever thought about running a 3K or a 5K? And I'm like, no. You know what I'm saying? It was for me to run a 5K, that was a complete joke. Because at this point, I really was just focusing on running a mile. I was happy to have ran a mile. I was content with running a mile. At this point, I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I met that first goal of running a mile. That's cool. So the more and more they would put this bug in my head about running a 5k the more and more I started trying to kind of taking it serious to an extent so I started finding myself going to websites and looking for different shoes and different arches and is it a wide base and so on and so forth and started really trying to get into where this was at now if I make a video I have to post it up and show you the video of my shoes that I started running in and then the shoes that I run in now huge difference trust me on that so I decided to go from running one mile the two miles okay that's cool got the two miles in great now this is where my mind is at now i don't know what a 5k is so somebody says oh a 5k is like three miles okay da, 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 da. cool so i decided to go out one day i'm like I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and run a 5k around my neighborhood just to see what happens right man so i decide to run this 5k in my own neighborhood i run and I get to the three mile mark and I'm like, oh, by now my chest is burning. My legs is burning. Everything is burning. Like this was not a good idea. Seemed like it was at the time, but good Lord, it felt like my chest was on fire. I did all of that and I ran three miles 
Super excited. I'm looking at the time. Everything wasn't the best, but I made it. Then I realized that a 5K is not three miles. It's 3.1. So just imagine the disappointment that I'm feeling at this point. Because I'm just like, I, I, I killed myself for three miles and I didn't even the damn 5K. But I didn't get discouraged. I let that be the reason. And again, instead of being discouraged, I was actually inspired because now I realize, okay, I can run three miles. What's another part of a mile? What's a point one? What is that? That's, that's, that's nothing. So now I'm realizing, well, you know what? I can do this and I'm feeling inspired. And so I'm like, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and start looking around to sign up for some kind of a 5k. Well, in the beginning, kind of this whole story, in the beginning of that year for COVID and all, another friend of mine had put me up on a group that was called Black Men Run San Diego. So I had signed up for this group a long time back, like close to the beginning of the whole quarantine. Signed up with this group. Never ran with them a day in my life. I would just kind of go through there and lurk in the bushes of Facebook and see where they were running. And the crazy part about it was they would run like 10 minutes from my house. And I still wouldn't show up. I was like, nope, I'm still not going to show up because I wasn't confident enough to get out there and try and run with a group of people. But see, that was one of my own mental blocks, because what I learned, and I'll get to that further into this, but I learned that was that black men run is not a group where these brothers judge you. This, This is a group of brothers that try to uplift you, inspire you to come out and push you. But I'll get into that as we go further down this this rabbit hole journey of 5K clay. So now I signed up for two 5Ks. Um, by some means, I ended up missing both of them. And uh, again, it goes to that mindset. And I was just like, man, I'm, I'm not ready. So I signed up for another 5K. Because my friend at PL reached out and said, hey, here's a perfect one for you. It's called the Toronto Skyline Run. Now, part of the reason, now this is Toronto, Canada, Toronto, Canada, Skyline. So there's two different reasons. I only really talk about the Canadian part of it, but Funk Roberts, uh, the brother that I follow, who's gotten me into tremendous shape from the over 40 Alpha Shred program. He's in Canada. The cable that I watch in San Diego through Soul Player, it only gives me stations in Canada. So I've developed this relationship with Canada virtually from everything that I really have been into over the last year and some change all the way down to tripping off the restaurants and the food that they have there. I'm just like, look, once all this quarantine and COVID is over, I am going to Canada. I'm not going to live and move, but I at least have to go out there and feel Canada and actually touch the soil because I've spent so much time watching Canada. So this was actually the perfect 5k for me to go ahead and sign up for so when i signed up for this toronto uh, 5k it was actually on may 10th is when i signed up for it now you don't run the 5k until july i'm sorry not july till uh, june 27th which is coming up right around the corner so i'm like okay cool i got time well may 22nd i'm hit with covid i'm in the hospital for three four days no kind of oxygen in I don't know if anybody out there has had COVID, but it does it does crazy things to your body to where when you come out of there, 
you just feel completely depleted and beat. So now I'm thinking, I signed up for this run so I can run uh, my first 5K, Toronto, Canada, virtual run. I'm excited. I know the, the medals will be coming and everything. I'm, I'm excited. But now I'm like, you know what? This whole situation just happened. Completely set me back. How am I going to be ready? I felt like I was going to have to cancel this, right? So instead, I come out. And once I came out of the hospital, I just came out with like this whole new mindset and like this this fire, this passion is burning behind me. Like, look, the doctor said walk 15 minutes a day. Work yourself up to 15 minutes a day. I did that for day one, maybe day two. Then I was up to 30 minutes. Then I started mixing running with the walking and bam. So now I get a, a message from my Ponda PL and they're like, hey, June 15th is when I, I get this message. June 15th, they're having a run in San Diego with the Black Men Run Group and the Black Girls Run Group and uh, Fit Black and Educated. They're putting on a Juneteenth 5K in my own city. It's going to be like one of the ones where all the people really come out. It's live. They're going to be at the waterfront, which is a beautiful, uh, beautiful view of the water where all the boats and everything. It's a beautiful view down the San Diego Seaport Village. I'm told this on the 15th. I'm just like, um, okay. So on the 15th, I'm told this. On the 16th, I sign up. On the 16th, I also go out and I attempt to run a 5K around my own neighborhood just to see, okay, is this something I'm going to be able to do? I get out there and I run. And man, lo and behold, I almost beat my best time on a 5K before having COVID. Missed it by seven seconds. And say, so I'm pretty proud of myself at this point. And I'm feeling like, okay, bet. Well, now this is the 15th I find out, the 16th I sign up. And next thing you know, <laughs> the, the 5K is coming. And that's uh, so on the 18th, which is Friday, they say, okay, you can come and pick up your race packets. Now I'm still kind of having cold feet and I'm still kind of iffy on do I want to go? Do I not want to go? And I'm still in the back of my mind, I'm still trying to find ways to kind of back out of this whole situation. So I go up there and I pick up my packet with 50-50 intentions. Going in the morning, not going in the morning. I think I had every excuse in the book like set on why I couldn't go. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to why I should go. Everything is your mindset. And then sometimes people are placed around you for a reason. You're put in certain situations for a reason. And I say that to say this. I go to pick up my packet. On the 18th when I get there, I get up there. I believe it was called Milestones Running. I forget it. I was there just for a minute. But I go to pick up my package. And when I get there, I'm waiting to get my packet. And who pulls up to uh, the spot where I'm receiving my packet? But the head person for Black Men Run. And his name, I, mean, I'm not, I want to say it right, but I'm probably going to miss it. But uh, Nasara. He pulls up right when I'm there and we start talking and he's just like, so are you coming out tomorrow? Every excuse I had for why I would not come out, this man had something to counter. So when you meet somebody who can out talk and out slick talk you, then you just know at this point, give in, go along with it. But the thing about it was 
not just the fact that he was able to counter every excuse that I could have possibly come up with. He was also letting me know that, look, black men run, stick together. It's a group. It's a family. It's not just a bunch of people who show up and run. And then that's it. He said, there's people out there that are going to walk. Some are going to run. Some are going to walk, run. It's about being fit and moving. And no one gets left behind. We don't leave until the last person gets back. And these are the things that I needed to hear because as sad as it may seem, when it comes to loyalty and unity amongst the brothers, it's far in between. So when you're talking to somebody who you can tell is committed, and I can say, I've been sitting there lurking in the bushes on Facebook, watching a lot of their events, and you can tell that these guys are some genuine people. What he's saying is the truth. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I go home and I have my packet. I'm pretty excited. I'm laying my packet out on my bed. I'm taking pictures. I'm putting together an outfit for the next day, the whole bit. Now, just to show you how things change when your mindset also changes. My Saturdays before COVID, my Saturday mornings, that was the day that I considered myself to treating myself on a Saturday. So treating myself would entail sleeping in, but waking up before Chick-fil-A would close or not close, but before they stopped serving breakfast to the point to where I knew that you could order breakfast on the app up until 1030 or up until 10. But the app would stop at 10. But if you went through the drive through, you could still order breakfast till 1030. And that's what I call treating myself a chicken biscuit with a egg, pepper jack cheese, hash browns and a small Coke. I'm lying. It wasn't a small Coke, man. That was a uh, that was a large Coke. You know, I'm I'm lying. <laughs> My bad. Uh, sure, can't even be honest with myself. But it was a large Coke that would go along with that drink. So at that time, I considered myself to be treating myself, not knowing really I was having an abusive relationship with myself, which explains why I was 265 pounds starting this whole journey. So. Now my Saturdays consist of me getting up, going to the park, doing a workout, workouts over. Then I go down to Ever Bowl and get me an acai bowl. Complete different mindset, healthier lifestyle. So now when I'm approaching this opportunity to run a 5K and the meeting time is at 730, I wake up at six. Don't even need an alarm clock, actually. But I'm up at six o'clock. I'm excited. This is something new. It's a whole new adventure. The day is here, June 19th, the 5K day, race day. So now the race day is here and I get down there to where the router front is and I park and there's still a little hesitation with me. And it's really just about getting out of your own head because good Lord, you you block so many of your own blessings by staying inside of your head. And one thing I did work on when I was going through counseling and so forth is you have to stop with the negative forecasting. You forecast a negative situation before you even get to the situation. Pretty much that's the storm you're going to run into or just not going to go. So part of it is all still trying to work through the process. When I pull up, I get there and I tell you what, man, I see so many people, so many brothers, so many sisters. And I see so many allies there, you know, with Black Lives Matter T-shirts on and, you know, Black Power shirts and 
you know, and it's, it's in the sum of everybody. This is kind of what Martin Luther King, when he said he had a dream of everyone coming together in unity, that's what it looked like. So at this point now, I'm pretty amazed at what I'm seeing, but I'm still just as nervous as I was before. But I'm sitting there in my car and I'm putting my uh, race bib on and, you know, I'm getting all set and I was like, okay, just just get out the car. So I hop out, you know, that first step, man, what is it, man, from that Christmas song, man? If you put one foot in front of the other, soon you'll be walking out that door. I'm not going to torture y'all with the singing, but y'all know where it's going. So I finally put that one foot in front of the other, hop out the car, walk over. Now I'm walking into this big group of people and I don't know anybody. I just met people the night before. So I don't know anybody. So uh, at least and it's weird. You know how you can be in a group for so long, but you never meet somebody face to face and in person. Because I think and that's part of the problems with the world now is that we're so disconnected. Everything is virtual. So when I get down there, I'm actually meeting people face to face now. So I want the people who you can put in a room with a bunch of folks and I don't have to know anybody. But by the time I leave, I'll know a lot of people because I got it from my mom. I'm a talker. I'll talk to anybody. If you want to talk to me, I'll talk to you. Heck, sometimes I don't even think some of the people I've talked to even wanted to talk to me. And I still talk to them. Hey, you got to suffer through it. Either that or you can walk on and move. You know what I mean? But I'm someone who will walk into a room and just talk to anyone. I know the last job I had that I got, they said the reason that they chose me over a different applicant was I walked into the room talked to him so casual and for so long they felt like they already knew me and the other guy had the same credentials but was just not that kind of a person was just stiff and kind of stale so I get up there to the to the waterfront and I finally hop out and I'm walking over and it was wild man I'm walking up to brothers and introducing myself and these brothers had some of the biggest smiles the handshakes, the hugs, the hey, welcome. The, you know, they made you feel like it was family, like it was true unity. And to me, that's the way that it should feel when we run into each other. That's the way that we should feel whenever there's a group of us together. And for me, it helped to shut down so many thoughts that I had of my own people, my own brothers, my own sisters. It helped me to shut down so many of those thoughts. And it's like a real proud moment of, man, look, it's just like the group that's putting it together, fit, black, and educated. Because that's exactly how every brother and sister there was. Now, this was put together for me under Black Men Run. But they also have our sister group, which is Black Girls Run. And those are some amazing women. They're out there with strollers, the big strollers, small strollers. Didn't matter. They're out there young old in between didn't matter and they were out there getting it done and the thing was there was so much support you could pass the sisters while you're running and they're clapping and cheering you on you pass the brothers while you're running they're clapping and cheering you on and it was that support that push that we all needed in that same time of that feeling of inclusion like man these are my people you know what i mean it was like one of those things where had i not been so focused on uh, trying to keep my breath and keep my pace up and complete this run, I probably would have got emotional and shed a tear or two because it was just such a crazy thing to be around your own people and just feel the love for a change. Now, <clears throat> when I speak upon the how the brothers got down, 
So some of the brothers out there, these guys, they ran their 5K so quick, so fast, so fast, so quick that they were coming back to actually come get some of us slower runners and walkers and run with us to bring us in. Now, some of the brothers I met right before the race, and you can tell these brothers was some good people, but you never really know how good certain people are until you really are around them and get involved in the situation. And that's how it was. These brothers came back and would run with me to help me get over humps and hurdles. Now, I've always, since I started running, I've been running by myself. I haven't ran with anyone. So this is the first time that I'm really running with anybody other than me, myself, the birds, uh, a turtle, voices, cars, whatever else. But this is the first time I'm running with somebody. And it's crazy because when that brother came to me, I was like, okay, I'm going to make it to said point. After that point, I'll probably walk a little bit and take off running again. Like, oh, goodness, because my wind is still not all the way there from the whole COVID thing. So it's still a struggle to run a solid mile without feeling like I need to stop for a minute. Once this brother came back with me and greeted me with this smile and this energy, come on, come on, come on, pick up on my pace, pick up on my cadence, just, just run with me. I went from being tired and feeling like I can't make it to totally forgetting the fact that I was going to stop at some point, totally forgetting the fact that I was tired at all, totally forgetting the fact that, you know, I've been having breathing issues over the last month. All that went out the window. I felt alive. I felt energized. I was like, heck yeah. So now I'm running with him. He's like, right on, right on, right on, brother. Keep that same pace. Keep that same pace. And he ran off to go grab somebody else. I continue along. I get to another point now it's, it's the straightaway. It's the home stretch because we're kindly coming back. You know, and it was a trip because I know I'm kind of jumping, but what tripped me out too was during the run, people who are down in Seaport Village who are just waiting to get on rides or tours and Seaport Village to open, they're clapping and cheering and cheering you on. It was crazy. You know what I'm saying? And I think I'm kind of hopping around because I'm still excited. And shoot, this a few days ago, but I'm still excited about the whole experience. So strap yourselves in and roll with your boy and FYI my spirit animal is a squirrel so that might help you out with how this is going but (laughs) but for real um, I'm just so excited about the whole thing so now I'm getting to the point to where I'm about to come down the home stretch and I'm coming down the home stretch I'm like oh man I gotta keep going well here comes another brother and I don't know their names yet but in time I will but he comes down and he has the flag. He's like, hey, my brother, we're going to run this all the way through. Finish strong. And again, boom, I clicked from feeling tired to energized. You know what I mean? It's crazy how you can get that energy from other people. So he helps me run all the way through. By now, I'm like, yes, I'm gone. So then I look at my watch. Remember the beginning when I told y'all the first time I tried to run a 5K around my neighborhood, I thought it was just three miles even. Well, I'll be damned if I looked at my watch and I don't know if I cut a corner earlier in the run. I don't know if I crossed at a weird angle, if I ran around a bush, you know what I'm saying, or cut through a bush and some dirt. But the stopping point for me was not where we started, right in front of the waterfront. I still had extra, extra parts of this last uh, mile to complete. So instead of being discouraged, I'm feeling the energy from the brother that came and got me. So now I'm, I'm taking off and I'm booking for them old folk turns and I'm booking. You know what I mean? And for us other cats, I'm running at my Olympic speed and I'm gone. So I run the rest of it. 
All my watches tell me to register that I have completed the 5K. The crazy thing about it is, oh yeah, I completed the 5K. Crazy thing about it is, I actually ran my fastest time ever before COVID, anywhere in my in my whole life. The fastest time I have ever ran a 5K test, practice, whatever. That was the fastest time I ever ran a 5K when I completed it. I completed that 5K full of energy. I felt great. You know what I mean? It was one of those things to whereas, you know, I felt like I could have kept running, which I know good and damn well I couldn't, but I felt like I could still keep moving. When I run by myself and my run is over, I'm over it. I'm just like, yeah, okay, I'm done. I might come home and take a nap. This thing was over. I'm mixing and mingling and talking and taking pictures and eating fruit. I was probably there for a good hour after the race was done. Now, for part of that time, though, uh, one of the traditions that I learned that black men run have at the end of the run is they do push-ups. So he, the, the leader that was leading on the push-ups, he wanted to do it different and, you know, have a symbolic for 619 and so forth. So I forget exactly how it was. I know it was something like 619 and then I'm not sure if it was 19 again, but something of that nature to where we did the push-ups a little bit different. And uh, I was amazed, but part of it comes from that Funk Roberts training because he has us do push-ups dang near every day. So I've been doing them for over a year every day. Thank God, because I was ready for these push-ups. Thank God. But I still felt energized, still felt encouraged, still felt like this has been the best day ever. As far as me being out with people running, the unity, the love, the respect, and all. It was so freaking beautiful, y'all. That, hey, man, it, it was one of those things to where it'll go down in my history book. From what we ran for and what I ran for. And that was the the Juneteenth. And for my own personal purposes, uh, completing the 5K. So all the way around, it was a beautiful winning day. Got my medal, got my shirt, everything. So now, what's next, right? <laughs> what could possibly be next after all that? What could top that? I'm not sure what's going to top it, but I do know that coming up, I have a, I signed up. Matter of fact, I signed up two days ago for another run, and it's the run for justice. And that'll take place on 717 again with Black Men Run and Black Girls Run will be part of that, I'm pretty sure. Then I have this weekend on the 27th, my Toronto Skyline Run. So I have that run coming up. My goal is to run, uh, I believe it's February 22nd, the Rock and Roll uh, 5K that they have up there in Vegas. Well, it's bigger than that, but they have a 5K and a 10K. I'm trying to push to see if I can run that 10K. That's that's the next huge milestone milestone and goal for myself <clears throat> is to get to that point and be able to run that 10K. Plus, Vegas has always been my second home. And to get to run the strip at night, you know, all of this sounds so crazy because, again, this was somebody who hated running, never liked it. But now I'm starting to develop this passion for it because I'm like, you know what? For one, it's, it's crazy good for my health. But two, it's just something that was an obstacle in my life that I never thought that I would be able to get over. But when you put yourself in a good mindset and the mind, your mind is so wide open and, and you want to accept new challenges, 
it's a beautiful thing. So that's where I'm at now with this. Like, you know what? I'm just going to keep running. I'm just going to keep running. And, and then we'll just see where it all kind of, uh, where it all kind of leads me, I guess, in the end. But I just wanted to share with everyone here. Hey, get your mind right. Get out of your own way. Stop with the negative forecasting because you never know what you're missing when you already predetermined that it's going to go terribly wrong. You know what I mean? Every thought that I had when I was doing some of my negative forecasting was such a waste of time and a waste of energy that none of it even mattered. Get out your own way. Get out there. Take on these new challenges. And it doesn't matter how you start. They always say that cliche. It doesn't matter how you start. It's how you finish. It's true, man. One thing I've learned is whether you walk or run, hell, man, a 5K is a 5K. You still went the same distance. It's just a matter of how you completed it. But as long as you're happy with yourself, that's all that matters, man. And I don't do it for anybody but me. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it's, it's, now it's turned into fun. So now I'm looking into different shoes. Uh, my sister was telling me about this place called Roadrunner, where they do all the customizing and so forth for ankles and feet. But right now I still got that Wiley Coyote money. So uh, I'm still going to run in these Nikes that I got until, uh, you know, yeah, until that uh, Roadrunner money shows up. But until then, now if you guys want to go ahead and send your boy some funds, you can go ahead and cash at me at a... I think it's like that dollar sign Dago Diddy on the cash app. Yeah, go ahead and do that if you want to. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, on <clears throat> the real, you know, I'm just going to keep running and keep doing what I'm doing. But I do want to thank a few folks before I get out of here. My man, Funk Roberts, the OG, the best coach that I've never met personally. But <laughs> coach, mentor, the man is, is fabulous because he helped to get me into the first stage of the shape for me to even consider running. So that's huge. Uh, Black Men Run uh, Brother Vasara Please I hope I'm not butchering up your name Brother but I'm going to learn everything correctly Here but shouts out to you For not letting me Come up with a thousand and one Excuses to block my own blessings And extending the hand And invitation to have me come out and run with you guys Appreciate it Uh, Fit Black and Educated Thank you for putting together such a wonderful event Man It was a It was a beautiful day. Black girls run, my sisters, man, I'm telling you, a brother ain't nothing without the sisters, man. I'll tell you that much, man. Y'all support is amazing. Good Lord. It's a beautiful thing. So thank y'all to to y'all. My little partner, PL, good looking out for the push, the encouragement, and and throwing your boy out there into the fire. So I appreciate that. And uh, man, shoot. Shout out to them doctors and Kaiser because they got your boy back up and moving. <laughs> you dig what I'm saying? Hey, man. So that was it, man. That, that's Juneteenth celebration with your boy 5K Clay. I think I'm going to go about 5K Clay for maybe shoot. I don't know. Until I hit 10K. I don't know, man. But till then, it's your boy, man. Claiborne Jackson. There go, Diddy Vision. Right now known as 5K Clay. Get out there, y'all. Meet your challenges head on. Fear nothing. 1% better every day. I could go on forever with these cliches, but peace, blessings, positivity, and uh, hey, get out there and run, y'all. See ya.